But right now, a topic that's come up repeatedly on the show, we had a moment like this yesterday, in fact, where George got nervous around somebody famous, and it was Fort Worth Mayor Matty Parker. Okay. The only reason I got nervous <laughs> was because, and this is going to be Don't my you blame lead this interaction. On me. You Don't brought you victim blame. Oh, we can go back. <laughs> I am your victim. We'll go back and listen to the to the tape, the audio. No, because that's you made traumatic for me. <laughs> you made it awkward just as, and when you have the interaction with the celebrity, my first idea is that they're almost all awkward, like 90% of them, because you're trying to come up with the perfect thing to say, the right thing to say, someone that you've always admired, and you want to tell them what a big fan, but you... You don't want to beat them down. You don't want to say something stupid. Somehow you want to look good, you know, saying like, oh, well, well thank you. For, I've, I've never heard that before. That's so interesting. It's hard to get right. Yeah, it's very hard to get right. But maybe it's more like 50-50 because I do think that the celebrity, a lot of times, they deal with this so much that they will make the nervous person feel at ease and, you know, they'll say, well, hey, yeah, great, let's take a picture together or they'll have some sort of nice conversation with them and, and somehow other times make them feel they're, good. They're Jerry Lewis doing Dusty Cowtown. <laughs> no, yes, the Jim Brown to Mike Reiner. I'm not really thinking yeah, about that yeah. right now. Well, I'm not really thinking about that right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> there could be that. Dusty Cowtown. But the worst thing I think that can happen is if you have a sidekick with you, you can call that person a friend. Frown. I because, was your wingman. You called me your wingman. Hey, I'm going to go up and talk to her. Be my wingman. And this is the, what will ever be known as the Janine Turner incident. <laughs> now, I don't know why we were at the Frisco ballpark. Why were we there? That's was, a good question. It, it had to be some ticket promotion. Some promotion. We it wasn't there. like our ticket softball no, game or I know baseball what it was. game. We were throwing out the first pitch, weren't we? Okay. I think that's what it was. I think and the three of us threw out the first pitch. Yeah. We did that at a Rangers game, too, thanks right. to Chuck Morgan. Mm-hmm. But I was yes, the only one who threw a strike. No. no I, I was the heat. only one clocked at more than 90 miles an hour. Well, I threw total heat. <laughs> um, but we did this in Frisco, and then we went up and watched the game for a few innings, like between the lower level and the upper level, just there on, on like the ramp. And all of a sudden, Gordo says, oh, my gosh, that's Janine Turner. I don't think this is the way it happened. This is the way I remember it. Okay. This is the way I remember it. Because I don't think I would recognize Janine Turner. The like, heck you did. I'm, I'm telling you, I don't know. You that. look like a bird dog on no, point no, no. when you, you saw her. You recognized her. Okay, maybe I did. Which makes sense and because see, I was a huge Janine Turner fan way back in the 90s, Northern Exposure. I just thought she flipped my switch. I thought she was incredible. Oh, you should have seen him, As Junior. As an actress, I oh, thought I she was, he was incredible. He was like, oh, is there a throw pillow around here? I, I need did. something. i got to okay. cover You're up, man. you hear a lot of embellishment Give me your baseball cap. I'll hang, hear, yeah, I'll hang it there You're gonna like hear a peg. A, a lot of embellishment Speaking of here. pegging. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so, I, and you may have a different, I don't know whose idea it was to go up and say hi. It's almost as if she like walked right into us. Though she was pretty close. This to is us. what I'm confused by because I had the this fog memory. of war for me because this was one of the worst experiences of my life. Because <laughs> I had this experience, it seemed like the ballpark was kind of empty. Not, not to get into the Mick just touched home, say. but but yeah, for some reason it seemed like like the game was over and we the game hung was around. over. Or Maybe we were, that's it. We, we were hung up out there to talk for to a, her. We were up there before an event or afterwards, or we were just meeting with somebody up there, and it she seemed, was part of yeah. the she was part of the advertisement uh, campaign. There. Yeah, 
I don't know. It just didn't seem like it was a meeting completely in the wild and us just at a baseball game because I don't remember a baseball game really going on at the time. You're you're on to something. But we were at that park. That's where I know. it was. It was there. Yeah, it absolutely was there. Maybe it was a tractor pull we were it, there for. And it I don't seemed know. like we were in, for some reason, it seems like to me like we were in the upper level toward, between home base and third. That's the area I remember it in. Okay. Yeah, we were. I thought we were in the upper level First base in the left field corner. <laughs> yeah, okay. somewhere in there. That's about kind of like almost right. maybe behind the outfield wall or in a, in, on a plaza overlooking the field from the left field foul pole. But I think you spotted Janine Turner and you're like, oh my God, that's Janine Turner over there. Maybe. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I didn't yes. say that. Again, you're going to hear a lot of embellishment here over the next couple of minutes. <laughs> I'm going to try to tell you the truth of what happened. Okay, let's let him tell okay. the story. Right. So this is how I remember it. So, so we, we were all three together? We're all three together, yeah. yes. And we okay. approached yes. her. She was not alone. She was there with her daughter, which mm-hmm. makes it even more awkward. She's, for whatever reason, there having some family time, and we think, hey, this is our time to interrupt the time that they're having together. Let's meet three spares from the radio. One of one of them is slightly obsessed with you, so it may be really uncomfortable. It was you obsessed that was me, with her. Which I admit, fully admit. But I do remember, as we approached her, I was going to be very respectful. Uh-huh. The problem is... You started talking first, and you introduced us. Hey, I'm Gordon you Keith. You being Gordon, yeah. Yeah, I'm Gordon Keith. This is Craig, and this is George, and this is where it gets foggy to me because I just remember having to try to explain to her what exactly you had just said. George is a huge fan of yours, huge fan. In fact, he had some sort of deal with his wife about you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes, that is correct. It went silent. <laughs> In 2022, said, this would he, be... I think I said, he's obsessed with you, even has a deal with his wife about you. Yeah. Which, okay, just for accuracy, it maybe have been a joking conversation at one point that I never should I have dropped, told you. I dropped a verbal cluster bomb on you right. that you had to do a lot of cleanup on <laughs> a in lot a of short cleanup. amount of time. And I just I remember saying, Janine, I'm sorry, uh, I should explain <laughs> that. I she's, love Northern she's covering Exposure. covering kids' ears. Yeah. <laughs> At that moment, by the way, I'm in the peanut gallery with my popcorn. Just yeah. Craig broke out some back popcorn. Enjoying what's about to unfold. Loving yeah. it. <laughs> and George is immediately I mean, starting to sweat like he's just eating three plates of which, etouffee. Isn't that, uh, but isn't that just a ripoff for me? That, you know, here, uh, someone yes. I admire, and I have a chance to say, hey, you know, I'm a big fan. I love Northern Exposure. I thought you were great. Uh-huh. I think you're awesome. And I didn't get a chance. I just had to go into damage control. Number That's one, right. yes. I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with you. I think I said, ma'am. And she took I just, that as an offense. Too. I had I had I wouldn't say voice. I'm obsessed with you. I mean, come on. You <laughs> ain't that, that great. great. I didn't say it like that. <laughs> I just said, I'm a, I, I am a fan. I, I, I mean, love Northern Exposure. You put on a little, I mean. I love your work and um, the whole thing. I don't know what he's talking about with the whole wife thing. I am married and uh, <laughs> uh, you're here with your daughter. I'm sure you have. I had you shake voice. You nervous had, talking. Yes, you were I, just trying I, to flood the zone with words. I totally did. I don't even know what I said. Like a... I, I heard a loud uh, humming ringing noise in your ringing ear. in my ears. It was yes, like, it was just <laughs> somebody just set off a concussion every, grenade. Everything slowed down. <laughs> the y'all's voices started sounding I thought I'd been darted. He's obsessed with you, but I just knew that. And here was the worst part: was after that was said by you, and then I tried to explain what you had just said. There was this silence. And we didn't know what to say next, and we just kind of looked at each other. And yeah, I remember that too. And then we just said, 
Well, anyway, um, nice to meet you. And and it was so. And weird. She didn't even introduce her daughter, which I don't blame her. She had no idea who we were. Well, yeah, she shouldn't have to introduce her daughter to no. any stranger. But uh, I think we said, yeah, nice to meet you. And I think your daughter at the time was pretty young. She was probably she like like, she's about six or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say seven. seven or eight, something like that. But it was terrible. <laughs> and that's why I hope if you do meet that person that but you... But you had nervous boy. You were like all around right, a pretty girl I, and you just couldn't talk. And Well, it doesn't matter if it's, uh, if it's, if it's that dynamic or if it's like... I've told the story before in his heyday. I mean, when he, heyday when he was probably the most popular comic on earth. I was in eighth grade and went into the men's locker room in Horseshoe Bay where Steve Martin was getting dressed. Had no idea what to say to him. He was there in his underwear mm-hmm. and he said hi to me, and I couldn't even say I could Gosh. barely muster a hi. Why did you approach a naked Steve Martin? <laughs> I knew he was See, in there, and I thought I'd have some sort of interaction. You have a history of of sexually approaching celebrities no it was not sexually approaching <laughs> i did know he was there and everyone was talking about it, so i thought wow maybe sexually maybe I could, approaching <laughs> maybe i could say something to steve martin that he would think was funny and i could I yeah could barely say hi him, yeah. yeah maybe i'll go on t- as an eighth grader and here's my crazy sidekick here do dan Aykroyd's jimmy carter <laughs> uh but that didn't work out very well too that lasted about three seconds or so, but at least I had control over that one as an eighth grader, and it wasn't that awkward, not nearly as awkward as oh, the Janine Turner. It was so much fishtailing in that Janine Turner. Awful. I seriously <laughs> still get like nervous in my stomach. This when you think feeling, back on yes, it? Yes, when I think back and I just I get sick. When you were having to explain the to Janine Turner that you were on her exemption list yeah, with your a, wife? it was a joke. It was, we were just joking one night watching Northern Exposure. I, Gross! God. Nobody wants to hear that! <laughs> well, I never should have told you. I never thought that you would repeat it to Janine Turner. Although I have liked that. I'd Him, like to hear that. He's the most likely human to repeat yeah. it to Janine Turner. Yes. Well, I know I learned that lesson. You know so I don't tell him anything to anymore. engineer this uh, chance encounter with Janine and Janine Turner. <laughs> I don't. I don't tell him bring it up. Hey, what was your nervous level when you met Rascal Flats? Because oh you gosh. sounded super nervous. Yeah, yeah that was I really was. uncomfortable. Well, you know what the big big thing. Uh-oh, I know who they are. Talk. No, I know who they are, and I know some of their hits, but I'm not that familiar with them. I think that's why maybe I was pretty nervous with Rascal Flats. As I called yeah, him. Do we have that clip, Jim? We're here with uh, Rascal Flax. Uh, Fla- I just call you Rascal Flax. I think yeah, I just. Yeah, that's all right. It's I'm a- sorry about that. You've probably been called a lot worse before. Yeah, I know. People used to call us Jub and all that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> hey, that's my name. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, we got Gary. Jimmy, and- <laughs> <laughs> Dale Hansen laugh or Tim Callishaw laugh going on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, Callishaw long. I'm, I'm usually pretty much just nervous around. Someone that yeah, any sort of celeb, I'm I'm pretty much a, a waste of time for them. <laughs> Randy Rogers, you're super nervous around. Yeah, what about no, that time with I'm Randy not, Rogers? No, you had that fine. horrible interaction. That time I actually felt sorry for you. I did too. Like that that you was, should always feel sorry for me. That gosh, that's the most depressing thing I've ever heard. <laughs> because that was overblown too. That, Randy Rogers. I wasn't meeting Randy okay. for the first time. We talked okay, a bunch just, of times. Okay, I've been reminded of two more of uh, George Dunham uncomfortable celebrity encounters here. Okay. 
the Randy Rogers one where he came up in studio and he was distracted. You poured your heart out to him. It was very warm. Texas never, Tech just kicked the worst field goal. I have never heard Cerrone. someone yeah. open his chest up like that and just bare his soul for someone. You were, uh, Randy, you pulled me out of that ditch and nom and you saved me and you were just all talking about how this man had changed your life. Get another embellishment. And he could could not have cared less about you, your soul, or anything you just said. It we may be overblowing it a little bit, but you undersell how bad that was for him to do to you. That was like when Norm yeah, just like completely ignored Saroy when yeah. Saroy was going on and on about yeah. how great Norm was for the Normathon or whatever, and then Norm just ignored yeah, Texas him. Tech By just the way, t- Tech just hit, hit the f- ugliest <laughs> field goal in the history of mankind. You laid it all out for Randy. You told him he was your inspiration yeah, on the air, and he didn't and even say He didn't even well. say Thanks. thank you. He just went straight into, hey, our base is cornbread. Just cornbread, bought a new trailer. Chops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And you've always made excuses for Randy. It's a typical the abused yes. making excuses for the <laughs> I'm abuser. Not abused. Well, we you are... know, Randy was probably distracted. Yeah. And it wasn't like distracted. The first... We're doing an interview with him. <laughs> you he were talking to him directly. Else. Yes, he didn't have anything else going on. This was the thing he was doing. It was not the first time I met him, though. We have, albeit somewhat awkward sometimes, a relationship. <laughs> <laughs> You said that every relation, every interaction you've had with him has been awkward. I have not said that. Yes, I've not you told have. you that off the air. You said he wants to not run with off that. the air. Quote: He was your abuser. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he did you wrong. Great. Now I have more damage control next time I see Randy. <laughs> hey man, what are those guys saying about me again? Uh, don't worry about so it. So there was that, that was the last time, interaction I there, had with him. There was that time I felt so bad for you. Yeah. I really did feel bad for you on that one. And then there was the time. Where the fix was coming up in studio, your one of your favorite bands of all time. Yes, and they were coming up, and you were running all over creation, trying to get everything ready for got them. A keyboard, you got were so nervous. Amp, a guitar. Yeah, you went out <laughs> procuring every bit of musical equipment they needed for this big appearance to perform on our show, and then they get here, and you ask them to play, and they said, "No, that's okay." <laughs> and so they denied you that. Meanwhile, you hadn't slept for three days while trying to get all the equipment that they wanted. And then he had a sore throat. And he then, didn't want to psych your again. Once again, defending what? the abuser. Well, I didn't take it as a abuse. It just didn't work out. And like then we played. And then I remember him being real uncooperative during your questioning. No, he you, likes me. You were totally Sorry Chris Farleying the no, questions. No, I wasn't and, either. And uh, we, you know, uh, your first album was real good, and I remember listening to it, and it was so great and everything, and did you did you like it? You're such a liar. And, and he's like, uh, yeah, that's great. No, we, um, we are oh, so okay. And Yeah, yeah. It was it was very <laughs> much Sean, like right? when Sean Bass was interviewing uh, Rick Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> Big long question and then just one word answers. No, no. so they not no. only didn't perform for you, they un- they were they were uh, disgruntled witnesses there during your interview. <laughs> what is it? Not disgruntled. What is the term? Uncooperative. Uncooperative. Or, yeah. yeah, hostile. 
Yeah, he was hostile during the interview. It was not that bad. It really wasn't. So you have a history of being wronged by celebrities, and you had to go pick up a tube of paste for him, as they yes. said. Remember yeah. when you had to run uh, out? Johnny Sponsler did. You had to run out and get the lead singer of the Fix some toothpaste. They were really down on he their said, luck. Yeah, he said he hadn't been able to brush his teeth in, in eight or nine days. The real, how long he said. the real story is Johnny Sponsler so worked had in promotions to running at the water. time, drove them to the <laughs> pharmacy to get a tube of paste and a few other items. They before taking them to an extremely cut rate yeah, hotel that they were it was a motel, motel that they were staying that at they that were was keeping tour expenses down that's the key Once to success again, defending the abuse that's yes. the key to making a tour work <laughs> see George thinks those he expenses down. deserves all of this abuse yeah, that, from these celebs that's how the Rolling Stones have gotten so rich was by keeping expenses uh, down I never said they're as big as the Rolling the Stones success, but not they, tearing up the Four Seasons <laughs> <laughs> they were Poor fine and, uh, they were not that bad. The one with Janine Turner's is one of the worst things that's ever happened in my life. Oh my but gosh. the other ones were not that bad. <laughs> you know, when you asked me this question yesterday, you said, have you ever had an interaction with a celebrity? I, I think one of my superpowers is that I don't get nervous around celebrities. Whoa. Like even around George W. Bush, when we interviewed him, I wasn't nervous. That's a president. Yeah, didn't, you, didn't you say like, thanks, buddy, to him or something I'm like not that? As, I'm not hey, as buddy. laid back as Corby, no. Corby's is the overcorrection for being <laughs> nervous. He goes super cash. But there's only one time that stands out in my mind, and this was... Before I started working in this business, right after we got out of college, so I was unemployed, mm-hmm. and my favorite basketball player ever, Wayman Tisdale, our buddy Don, took me to that Spurs-Kings game because Wayman was in town. It was my birthday and got me a press pass. And we went down on the court before the game, and I watched him warm up, and we sat on press row. And then after the game, I went into the locker room with a tape recorder that I had and I was going to go in there and meet Wayman, and I was going to do the worst thing that a reporter can do. I wasn't a reporter at the time, though, but I had a press pass, and that is ask for an autograph. And I went up to Wayman, and I started, I said, can I interview you? And he said, sure. And so I start the interview, and I ask him two questions, and before he responds to the second question, he said, "Uh, by the way, are you going to turn your tape recorder on? (laughs) Oh, no. Because Wayman's an audio guy, right? He, yeah, knew, he, he could knows. see the red yeah. lights weren't on on my tape recorder. Just laugh, laugh I, like Chevy Chase and Christmas like George did with yeah. Rascal Flax. So I was already nervous because I'm talking to my hero, and now I'm extra nervous because he's busted me that I'm a fake reporter. And so what was my reaction to that? I shoved a picture in front of him and said, here, can you sign this, please? Oh man! And he so he did because he's a great human, was a great human. Well, God rest his soul. Good thing Gordon won. He signed the autograph for me, <laughs> and to this day I regret that moment. May ask, yes, asking him to sign an autograph. When I look back on my life, seventy eight percent of my experiences I cringe at. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of Thanks, people buddy. do. I think, <laughs> but that was the only time I was ever really nervous around this celebrity. Yeah, what did you say to? Maybe you do have a superpower. Like, I couldn't even say hi to Steve Martin. When you got to meet him, you had a very compact statement to him that, that yeah, was really good. It was at a meet and greet thanks to a, an incredibly generous P1 who got me in the meet and greet down at the Majestic. Or, no, 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 Myerson, sorry. And I knew I was only going to have like 10 seconds or 15 seconds with Steve. So I walked out on stage when it was my turn or wherever we were, some room in front of the camera, shook his hand, 
said, hi, my name's Craig. I just want you to know how much joy you've brought into my life. And he said, oh, I'm sure it wasn't joy. And we turned, and they snapped a picture, and I exited stage left. Wow. I, I think I was, it was something like, I just want you to know how much joy you've brought to my life. In the many times that I've met Steve Martin. Um, you I met actually, him once, right? I met him twice. I interviewed him once, and it went so well that he asked for more time for me to interview him, which is one of the highlights of my life. Wow. See, that's what I was because, hoping for when I was in eighth grade, that he was going to want more time with me. Yeah, I heard from <laughs> one of Steve's cousins, who's a she's a big listener, or uh-huh. at least did listen to this show. Maybe she'll reach out today. But she said, I can't believe he did that, because he, he normally hates all that stuff, you know, hmm. that he asked for more time for an interviewer. So that was one of the highlights of my life. The second time I met Steve was me accosting him as he came off an elevator and I asked for a picture, and I don't think he said a word to me. He just like, okay, you know, he just kind of moved over in position, and I took the picture and then moved on. I felt bad for that one. Okay, I know we're late, but what's your answer? Have you ever been super nervous around a celebrity? Uh, Yeah. I think that I always, like when I was doing those celebrity interviews, I would always get nervous up until it was time to do it, and then it would just switch off, and I wouldn't be nervous when I got in there to interview them. But it always makes you, but see, that has the added element of I have a performance that I have to execute right, to, right. and so... Just meeting one you've never been during the moment when you're visiting with them or shaking their hand, you've never been Oh, I really think there's nervous. always a level of nervousness to it. Um at least Fear for me, there is. Hand. Yeah. If it's anyone that you admire, whether they're famous or not, aren't you always nervous to be around someone that you admire a lot and you're meeting for the first time and you want to make a decent impression and you want it to go well and you know yeah. it can go sideways? I'm sure some humans have that, yeah. Oh, jeez. He's unaffected by it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I it, get nervous. It's 8.36 here on The Ticket. Coming up next, we do have... A celebrity. Yeah, who wants to call in and tell about their interaction with somebody here at the ticket. This is odd. Coming up in about 10 minutes, the ever-changing NFL Combine. But first, last segment, we were talking about getting nervous when you meet a celebrity. Joining us now on the ticket hotline is a celebrity who says they've had an awkward interaction with someone here at the ticket. Hello, who is this? I actually don't want to get into what my name is. I just thought I would call in and give you my experience of the time I ran into one of your staff members who said he was a fan and uh, just tell you how badly that encounter um, went and how much it really, really hurt my feelings. You're not even going to give us a hint as to who you are? No, I don't want to, but this happened at a Frisco Rough Riders game. (laughs) Okay. Many years ago, and the staff member... Uh, was very, very sexually aggressive and right. accosted me at this minor league baseball game. Is huh. that Gordon Keith that you're uh, talking no, about? No, I don't want to get into names, sure? sir. I, boy, that voice sounds aggressively familiar. But, <laughs> but um, this gentleman, he was he was with two other gentlemen. Um, one looked like Anthony Bourdain, and the other one was one of the most handsome men I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's George Dunham. That, yeah, that's right. Um, no, no. Uh, but um, the one I wasn't interested in, he came up first, and um, he was—he very aggressively said, "Hey, Janine, come over here." So I, he made me walk hmm. to him. You're getting more first, clues okay. as to who this yeah. is. That, that yeah. was the first red flag. 
um, that he required me to I, come into his space. <laughs> and then um, I remember his opening line after that was something like, I can't tell you how many times I've made my body feel Christmas thinking about you. Oh, my God. Right. Really I've, never, I've never said that. I felt this was way so too it, forward. That was Gordon that said way that. Way too forward. Then the other two gentlemen very very quickly began immediately apologizing. They were great. Those other <laughs> two were just so wonderful. Uh, but the but the large aggressor continued. He said, "Hey, you were great in Northern Exposure," and and at that point, I'm thinking this is going to be more normal now, uh-huh. um, because that's a common thing someone would say to me. And then then he said. Uh, me and my wife role play you in different situations. All right, I did not say that. Now Gordon That's may have said. See, I think this was awful. Gordon that said something and like this. I, I, told him, I told him at that point I wasn't comfortable with the conversation, and then he started calling me a prude and telling me that I needed to loosen up. Okay, this was me. This was not me. You're thinking of some other radio station, I think. <laughs> then I told him I was late to go somewhere, and then he accused me of being a celebrity who thought she was too good for him. Wow. Okay. And thought that he was beneath her and uh, all Terrible. that, and, and you know, throwing it back on me. Then he started crying for a full minute. Weird. Okay. Very before, weird. Before yelling, aren't you going to comfort me? <laughs> what <laughs> strange! This, uh, so, this story's hard to believe. So I, at that point, I put a hand on his shoulder, not knowing what to do, and then he moved it down to his bicep and said, "Feel that?" Uh, okay. Uh, and went into how much he started telling me how much he had been working out. Huh. <laughs> All right, none of this happened. You must be thinking of either Gordon or another radio station. Then, then he asked for a hug, and the hug lingered. <laughs> and while he was hugging me. He moved his mouth towards my ear and started ripping into Terry Bradshaw. What? <laughs> what very, an odd choice. Very strange. That made me uncomfortable. Uh, then he asked if anyone had a can of tennis balls, and someone nearby handed him a can of tennis balls, and he proceeded to put on a very amateur juggling display. Okay. <laughs> Maybe that was Junior. Me. He can actually juggle. Um, it was full of dropped balls and just weights and hold on and, and all that. Uh, I guess he thought that that was going to win over my romantic affections. Um, and then he asked if I needed a ride to my car, and he said that he would give me a piggyback ride. Okay. It was very uncomfortable, and I need to be transferred over to his boss, if you could. Sure, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. I'd be glad to transfer Thank you. you. It's very, it's very wrong. He's going around making celebrities uncomfortable. I'm going to put an end to it. Uh, and, I, a... and I talked with my friend Cy Kiernan, who said that he had a very similar interaction. <laughs> really, with this gentleman? Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, thank you for your courage to call up with this story. Thank you. Thank you for giving me the forum. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. I think I figured out who that was. I don't want to say, but I think I figured it out. Yeah, allegedly. Allegedly who that was.